Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. How to keep your septic tank in working order. Equity-rich properties are increasing in the U.S. in the third quarter of 2021. And then fall landscaping, is it easy to do or is it a waste of time? My name is Cleve Gaddis. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novice to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without the worry typical with life's biggest investments. We want to connect with you. Don't forget, Go Gaddis Radio is where you go. G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments, push back, share ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, which comes up in the fourth segment every single week. And you can subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> how gross. To find out that if you had learned early on how to maintain your septic tank, it would have avoided an overage into your home. I don't like the sound of an overage of anything that would be a septic tank in my home. Sewage everywhere. Listener question from Amanda in Bethlehem. My husband started a load of laundry and flushed the toilet, and there was a gurgling coming from the toilet. That can never be good when your toilet gurgles. It overflowed, and we had to call a septic company out. How could we have prevented that mess and expense? I am not a septic tank expert, but I looked. I found an article on RS Media's house called Great Real Estate Publication, mostly for real estate professionals. A septic tank is absolutely necessary in a functioning home because you want the waste to go somewhere. You definitely don't want it in the house. It's designed to collect, treat, and dispose of sewage. It's critical. This is critical when your home would otherwise have poor drainage or have no way of being connected to the main sewage network. It isn't difficult to care for a septic tank, but there are a few things that you must do in order to make sure yours remains in proper working order. I have never lived in a home myself that had a septic tank. I do own a rental property that has a septic tank, and we've had very little to do. Number one recommendation, recommendation, pump your septic tank. Pumping your tank is an important part of septic tank maintenance. This is something that should be done every, listen to this, three to five years. The amount of money that it costs to pump your septic tank can vary. However, you can expect to be looking at paying anywhere from $200 to $600. I would say more like four to 500 in our area. Watch what you're putting into your garbage disposal. Your septic tank is connected to all of the plumbing in your house, meaning what you put down any drain is going straight into it. When using your garbage disposal, you need to be careful what you allow to go down and avoid putting grease and solids inside your garbage disposal, which you should do anyway. Instead, only a small only allow only small food particles to be washed down the drain while you're cleaning your dishes. It's actually best to use your garbage disposal as sparingly as possible. That is not something I practice in my in the Gaddis house. I put everything down the disposal. Also, I'm not on septic tank. Don't use multiple appliances on the same day. Many people don't think twice about using their washing machine and dishwasher on the same day. However, this can actually put stress on your septic tank. You should give your septic tank time to process the wastewater from one of your appliances before you ask it to process the wastewater from another appliance. I would have never thought about that. Avoid using additives in your septic tank. Quite simply, additives can clog your septic tank. You can pollute the surface water and groundwater in your tanks, and if you want to use additives, then it's important to use those that have been approved by your State Department of Health. A quick Google search 
or the product's label should be able to tell you whether or not it is safe and approved. And then be careful what you put in your toilets. If you flush the wrong thing down your toilet, you risk doing damage to your septic tank. Toilet paper and waste are the only things that should be flushed. These are the only things that will break down inside the septic tank. Do not put feminine products, diapers, dental floss, hair. Despite the name, flushable wipes are not to be put in the toilet either for a septic tank. Septic tanks require regular maintenance in order to work properly. You should pump your septic tank regularly and be aware of what you put into your toilet and garbage disposal. As we mentioned, you should also refrain from using your washing machine and dishwasher on the same day as a reminder and avoid using additives. And you see the additives advertised all the time on television and radio. I would have thought additives were a good thing. If you take these steps that we just outlined, you should be able to keep your septic tank in good working order for years to come. I will tell you, I have some experience with septic tanks that um, got out of good working order. And I think I had a client one time have to spend between six dollars and $8,000 to replace the septic tank and the drain fields. My guess it would be probably somewhere six dollars to $10,000 today. If you have any questions about septic tanks, reach out 770-497-0000. I am not a septic expert, but I'm happy to connect you with our preferred septic tank company. Got an article from DS News, equity-rich properties increase in the third quarter. The most recent edition of Adams U.S. Home Equity and Underwater Report for the third quarter of 2021 shows that, listen to this, 39.5% of mortgaged residential properties, 39.5% of the properties who have a mortgage, and only about 60% of the homes out there have mortgages, 40%, believe it or not, are owned free and clear But 39.5% of mortgage properties were considered equity-rich, meaning the remaining balance of the mortgage was not more than 50% of their estimated market value. In the third quarter, the portion of mortgage homes that were equity-rich rose to 39.5%, up from 34.4% in the second quarter, and 28.3%. Man, as prices of these properties going up, the amount of equity Americans have in their homes is gaining On the other hand, a meager amount of homes, 3.4% or 1 in 29, had mortgages that were considered seriously underwater. This number was down from 4.1% in the second quarter and 6% in the previous year. Across the country, 46 states, including the District of Columbia, saw equity-rich levels increase in the second quarter to the third quarter, while seriously underwater percentages decreased in 39 states. Year-over-year, equity-rich levels rose in 49 states, including D.C., The improvements at both ends of the equity scale represented some of the largest quarterly gains in two years and provided yet another sign of how strong the U.S. housing market remained in the third quarter, even as the broader economy only gradually recovered from damage resulting from the coronavirus pandemic. Very interesting to think of how many people have lots of equity in their home. 45 of the top 50 places that were equity-rich were in California, Texas, Massachusetts, and Idaho, with 11 of the top 20. Also, Austin, Texas. On a state level, nine of the ten states with the highest share of mortgages that were found to be seriously underwater in the third quarter were in the South and Midwest, led by Mississippi, Wyoming, Louisiana, Iowa, Illinois. The smallest percentages were in the West, led by Washington, Utah, Oregon, Arizona, and Nevada. be interesting to see what Georgia's number is. Maybe we'll have that segment on a future show. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. My name is Cleve Gaddis. 
In addition to being the host of this show, and I've been doing a radio show in Atlanta for seven years, I am a full-time real estate broker and a team leader and a real estate agent here in Metro Atlanta. My family's been in business, in the real estate business in Metro Atlanta for 35 years. We would love to help you with whatever your needs are. 770-497-0000 is the number to call. This time of year is such a bummer to look outside as the weather gets colder and see nothing but brown, dead plants. Sometimes it makes me just want to go back into my shell, and you might be the same way. In fact, I used to never enjoy this time of year. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. I did, it got dark so early. I like things green and fresh and growing. I like things at the beginning of the growing season, not the end. Angela and Alpharetta writes in, Is it really worth the effort to try to make your yard look attractive during the fall? Everything is dying. And will making my yard look nice bring in more offers if I decide to list? That's Angela and Alpharetta. Landscaping can be especially difficult in the cooler months since many natural flowers and plants basically wither away. Though it may seem easier to skip landscaping in the fall, statistics show that professionally landscaped homes fetch, listen to this, 15, 15 to 20% more at the time of resale than homes with no landscaping. And this is in the off-season market. Like home staging, home landscaping should not take over but instead complement the style or character of the home a well-landscaped yard is sure to attract potential buyers that will value the home, uh, the investments you've made in your home. I had a neighbor whose yard was overly landscaped, and it drives my poor neighbor crazy because it takes so much time to maintain the home, but he's slowly but surely decreasing it, so I know what you mean about overdoing it. One of the things you could do is plant a fall garden. Herbs and veggies like broccoli, lettuce, spinach, peas, oregano, sage, thyme, and mint are perfect to plant and harvest up to mid-fall. Also, if you per prefer colorful trees or green trees in the fall, you might want to consider a green giant arborvitae. They can thrive in low temperatures below zero. For those of you who absolutely love bright reds and oranges in the fall, you can add the Japanese maple or an October glory red maple to complement a more natural or neutral home experience, home exterior. All these trees are either low maintenance or easy to plant and add fall and winter aesthetics. Also, wondering which flowers would survive in the fall? There's a couple of suggestions here. Just because the hot weather is gone doesn't mean the flowers should disappear from your yard as well. Sedum, a small flower which looks like a succulent with a reddish peak bloom, is a fall flower that adds a pop of color to landscaped areas. Also, garden and hardy chrysanthemums are also perfect for planting in the autumn. And then who doesn't love earthly walkways all year around creating a walkway up to your front door really invites buyers to look inside and fall in love with the home if your home has more of an earthly bungalow feel you can create a walkway by using flagstone pavers or natural stones these are really really great suggestions i am a huge landscape horticulture ornamental fan uh, I love my yard. I love my plants. I get a tremendous amount of satisfaction out of being in my yard and looking at the wonderful colors, even this time of year. I've got a, I think it's called a, uh, it's a, a, gosh, it's a, it's a something fire arborvitae, and it's a little arborvitae. It's kind of yellow and red, and it's absolutely beautiful. And I love my nandinas that are in the front yard. They add a beautiful pop of red to my landscaping. We've got to take a quick break. When we come back in our neighborhood spotlight, Briarmore Manor in Atlanta to Cab County. 
Well, there's a Korean firm opening a $473 million plan in Georgia to make computer chip parts. I love any type of investment in the state of Georgia, especially if it's good for the local communities and for the economy. Stick with us. We'll take a quick break, but we'll be back.